All right, here we go. Welcome, everybody. For GFBS, Grand Forks' best source, giving Grand Forks an identity again. Ben Lester with Stable Days Youth Ranch will be joining us on the show here shortly. Show today brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. You're making a road trip in a hurry to get an oil change? Well, you need to go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They can get your oil changed fast. Basically, no wait time. You can even have your oil changed while you sit in the car. How cool is that? Mention Grand Fork's best source. They'll give you an additional $7 off your oil change. And they don't just change oil either, all right? Uh, they'll check your fluids, uh, your wiper blades, your cabin air filter, head and taillights, battery. They'll rotate your tires. They can even, uh, even do tranny and coolant flushes, too. No appointment needed. Timely service. It will not slow you down while you sit in your vehicle. How about that? Check them out if you uh, live in Grand Forks. Maybe can't make it in for an oil change. You'll even come and get your vehicle, all right? Locally owned and operated, open seven days a week and very, very fast. Babbling Instant Oil Change, 3325 South 38th Street. Or call them up, 701-780-8462. And make sure you tell them Grant Fork's best source sent you. Time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here's the joke today. Why do people like to ride horses? Why do people like to ride horses? Well, because they're too heavy to carry. <laughs> All right, Paul, comment, comment. Well, that's like your uh, elephant joke. <laughs> that's still one of the best ones ever. I, yeah, I like that one. How come you never see elephants hiding in trees? Because they're really good at it. <laughs> uh, ben Lester, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, guys. It's great to be here. Uh, you are from Stable Days Youth Ranch. Um, I know what it is, but tell some people out there, what is Stable Days Youth Ranch? Yeah, well, Stable Days Youth Ranch is a uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization, faith-based. We are committed to working with kids between the ages of 5 to 17. Um, We work with kids across the spectrum, kids from just, you know, great, uh, uh, great home situations to kids from, you know, uh, dire situations, Mm -hmm. uh, kids uh, that are happy and healthy and kids with uh, different diagnosis. And so there's really no pre-qualification there. We just uh, welcome all kids in, in that uh, age range. And uh, we're an outdoor kind of adventure-based program. Mm-hmm. So we introduce kids to a lot of things uh, all outdoors. And, of course, horses are part of that. All right. And, and you guys do a ton of things out there, and we're going to get uh, to that. But how did this all start? Um, I, I know um, Andy's story. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, glad to. So Andrea is our niece. We have, uh, my wife Carol and I have raised her. And um, Andrea has uh, a couple of diagnoses that have been challenging, challenging for her over the years. And so when Andrea was 11 years old, uh, my in-laws actually got her a writing lesson mm-hmm. uh, one summer. And when she came back from that experience, it was... Uh, life altering <laughs> literally yep. because what we saw was uh for the first time ever she was able to uh be in a situation where she could control her her feelings her actions mm-hmm. um and when we started talking to her about man we we noticed some things going on here andrea what's going on you know and she said well when i was with the horses i had to i was told that i had to control myself because the horses could sense if I was upset or angry or frustrated or nervous. Mm -hmm. And so I learned how to breathe around them and I learned how to control my, my body better. And we're like, 
bing, you know, the light went on. And uh, so that's, that was kind of the birth of Stable Days. And Carol and I have been involved in youth work over the years through our church and different organizations. And uh, uh, so we kind of married that facet mm-hmm. with the idea of putting together a ranch. And that's where things were birthed. When did this start? When did uh, Stable Days officially open? Yeah, 2011. So we're just going on 10 years here. Uh, it's funny, Rob. What happened was when, when the idea first came together, we, uh, we decided, well, look, let's kind of ferret this out a little bit and see you know, if there's some interest out there. Because we knew we, ha- we were lacking three important elements for this. Mm-hmm. Number one, we had no land. We had no horse experience, and we had no volunteers. <laughs> so, so, you know, it was those like three pretty big things. Yeah, like strike three, and you're out. You know, but uh, so we called together a meeting, just kind of a general interest meeting, to see who might be willing to uh, partner with us on this. We were thinking maybe five, ten people might show up. We had over forty people in our living room. Wow! And so that was kind of the open door for us to move forward. In that, uh, that was 2010, and um, you know, the following year, we we started out at. What's now the uh, let's see South Fork Stables uh, mm-hmm. out by the KOA campground? And yep. We spent a season, our first season there, and then uh, transitioned over to the old Riverbend property. And um, how many horses do you have? We have ten horses. And uh, now I might be wrong here, but uh, the majority of these horses are rescue animals. Is that correct? Well, right now that's not the case. Or it, it okay. really ebbs and flows. So we we do have certainly have some rescue horses, but. Um, what we do is we're, we're open to and seeking out those situations where a horse might be in crisis. Yes. And so, you know, people will contact us, hey, this horse needs help uh, for whatever reason. And so, you know, when we're able to, we step in and we'll rehome that horse to the ranch. We'll get them, you know, we work to get them into, you know, good health, uh, work with them on any behavior issues, um, do some basic training with them. And then in, in many cases, we'll rehome that horse then when they're able to move Oh, okay. On. To uh, to a place that you know a home mm-hmm. that, uh, that would want them. So when you, if you've got a horse, say with uh, behavioral issues, um, do you work with them? Do you train them? Do you have trainers um, on your staff or volunteer that come and work with these horses? Because I mean, being your neighbor, um, I do see other people, and I can tell when they're working with a horse without the rider and and trying to, you know, the only term I can think of from watching movies is break the horse or whatever. But um, you see people working with these, and I'm just wondering because they really look like they know what they're doing. So uh, these aren't just volunteers that have no idea. Right, right. So we were so uh, blessed to have folks on staff who, and when I say staff, these are all volunteers. Mm -hmm. Um, So like Kayla, uh, Kayla Hansen is the uh, equestrian team coach out at UMC. And, okay. Uh, she's on our board of directors, but she's also the, uh, the herd coordinator and training coordinator. So um, she will spend time assessing a horse when they first come in, determining what kind of needs they would have from a vetting standpoint as well as a training standpoint. Because at the ranch, rule number one is safety. Yes. If we, if we have any animals with behavioral issues, then that puts our population at risk. Mm-hmm. kids that are around them and stuff. So it's imperative that these horses uh, don't have any uh, behavioral issues that would make them a risk to mm-hmm. the kids and the families. So, yeah, you'll see them out there working. And fortunately, over the years, we've been able to develop some skills uh, on the staff, uh, some of our mentors and whatnot, who are, have become very competent in, in that area as well. So we spend a lot of time hands-on with the horses, working with them, training them, and uh, 
getting them ready for their kids. Now, when uh, speaking of kids, when you bring the kids in and uh, get them introduced to the horses, uh, there's more to it. There's more to owning a horse and taking care of a horse than just getting on and riding. Um, you guys go through all of the above. Is that right? Yeah. So the the program is not really geared toward, I mean, we're not looking to make these kids ready to go out and, you know, do the circuit, the, mm-hmm. the, the professional horse circuit or anything. We want them to come and acquire skills and, and more than anything, a confidence yes. to be able to say, I I was on a 1,500-pound animal today. I was able to control them. You know, the sense of of you know, achievement and success that that causes in a kid's mind and in their heart is, you know, unimaginable. So, so yeah, we, we go, we start with basic horsemanship, what it means to halter a horse, what it means to groom a horse, what it means to stand around a horse, you know, how do you do that safely so that you're not spooking the horse? Mm -hmm. All those things we start with, and then we move forward from there. And, you know, uh, horses are pretty smart animals. Do you think they feel the satisfaction after a day of being with a kid because they can sense how the kid is feeling. Do you, do you get that at all? Or am I just really far fetched? No, not at all. Um, these, um, horses are, uh, prey animals. So they are, um, they rely on strong leadership. Okay? Mm-hmm. They need strong leaders to, so they have a sense of confidence to know that they're safe, they're protected, all those things. And really, that's one of the elements that we, we uh, teach the kids is you need to become that person for this horse. And you need to establish a relationship with this horse so that they can look at you and know that they can trust you. And, um, and they love it. The horses absolutely respond to that big, mm-hmm. big time. Um, another thing, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's Stable Days Youth Ranch, and right away people think horses. But I, I've, I've got to tell this story because I think it's hilarious. And one day I was out in my yard, and I heard this. I didn't even know what kind of noise it was. It's kind of a bad. I look and here comes a sheep running down my driveway. And uh, he was kind of a, a, a motley looking sheep. Um, <laughs> I think he was kind of missing one chunk of an ear or something. But I'm like, wow, I got a sheep in my yard. So I start walking towards your place. And I knew kind of where they were going to go or where he wanted to go. And all of a sudden he took off, went all the way around back where they kind of are. And I'm thinking, okay, good. The sheep is home now. So I started walking back and lo and behold, he turned around and looked and where'd that guy go? And he came all the way back. So I walked him over and it was funny because it was just like walking with your dog. He walked right beside me. I walked up to your door and I knocked on the door and you looked through the, through the glass, uh, storm door. <laughs> I kind of went like this and you went, Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. So not only horses, but you guys have got all kinds of cool critters out there. We've got critters all over the place. And you know, it, it's funny because really we couldn't have imagined this, you know, at the onset of things, but, uh, yeah, so we have three, uh, three sheep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that you're talking about is, my favorite, her name's Penelope. Penelope. Yeah, So, and she <laughs> lost her ear. You know, she got kicked, and uh, oh. so we had to have her ear surgically removed because there wasn't much left there. Um, and the, the, the donkey that kicked her is, is no longer around our place. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so she's just a sweetheart. And then we've got two others, Lily and Eustace. 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 I love that name. Yeah. And uh, so it's fun. They're, and sheep, to your point, I mean, sheep are followers mm-hmm. and they have to have somebody right there, you know, so the shepherd and the sheep analogy, sure. you know, that's, that's a real deal. 
Uh, we have a couple mini donkeys. Okay. Um, we've got you know some chickens. We've got uh, layers, and we have uh, roasters mm-hmm. now. And so we're you know we're always kind of open to to new adventures and trying new things. And uh, we just uh, had a um, a little shed donated. So and you may have seen it yep. out there. Yep. We're kind of getting that repainted and stuff. So that's going to be a, a new chicken. Uh, coop for them. okay you know that, i think that that stuff is just awesome like you know when i if my daughter's out there it's so much better than you know sitting in front of a tablet not doing anything playing like that. video Get, games yeah, yeah getting out there and being around the animals and to your point of like being comfortable around horses horses always they just scared me because they're so big yeah you know and i don't know what they're gonna do if they're gonna trample me if they bite you know mm-hmm. so well let me tell you paul that uh, one of the things that i always get amused at you know we'll have a little 60 pound waif of a little girl come up and you know she approaches the horse and she's petting it all over the place and then her dad's standing back there and i'll say hey you want to come and check out oh no i'm good no i'm good i've seen him before that's me (laughs) that is totally me so you know it's uh, it's always funny and we're uh we're enchanted by that but you know um this is one thing i wanted to ask you the mini mules or whatever i i just get a kick out of anything mini i think they're cool but I know mules, uh, donkeys, whatever, they're great watch animals, too. And I don't know if these, these mules are the same way, but, um, you know, this winter we actually had a mountain lion within probably a half mile of our property. He probably could have came through our property. And we know with the fishers, the coyotes, everything out there, do they can they kind of keep things in check or not? I'm not, you know, I'm just asking. Yeah, no, they do. They definitely do. First of all, they're a great alarm system. Yes. And, you know, we'll hear them braying if something's going on, you know, and um, and you probably hear that from time to time as well. Not too often, but... Okay. Um, yeah, if there's... Uh, if something's out of sorts or something's lurking around, those those guys will start going nuts. So... Is- is it hard, especially with the chickens, I mean, with the fishers out there? Because there's a lot of fishers out there. Is it hard to keep them out? I mean, I know the mules, the sheep, and the horses, you don't have to worry about with the fishers. But I would imagine those chickens would be like, oh, boy, that's better than KFC right there. <laughs> well, we uh, we had a uh, fisher come out. Uh, this has been oh, over a year ago now. But uh, he we came out one morning and pretty gruesome, really. But I mean, there were like chicken parts oh, strewn all over the property. Yeah, and you know, they, a fisher will attack for the sake of just killing. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 uh, there, there were no. They didn't eat them. Mm-hmm. They just ripped off their heads. You know. So again, it was pretty gruesome. But. Uh, um, I, I think for the most part, we've gotten to a point where there's so much activity around and stuff. They, they, they're, they really are quiet animals. They're very mm-hmm. reserved and protective. So, you know, we don't see a lot of signs of them, but they're definitely around. Yeah. I, I know my wife gets a kick out of the chickens. We haven't seen them around much lately. So she's wondering, you know, cause sometimes they'll wander around and, they're crazy. I mean, and plus, they're they're great little garbage picker uppers too. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> bug killers. They they love. Uh, uh, oh, the uh, ticks. I oh mean, yeah, they'll chew on ticks. And it's been a horrible that. wood tick year this oh, yeah, year too. Oh my god! You should get those little mini pigs. Yeah, oh, those are awesome. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those I mini- told my wife that's one animal we're not going to have at the ranch. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> Got to draw the line somewhere. That's right. Um, let's see if we can't uh, show a couple of pictures here just to give an idea before we get back into this interview. 
And uh, I don't know if you can see that from there, Ben, or not, but uh, you do a little play-by-play if you can. Yeah, so that's um, that's actually an older shot there, and that's actually looking out towards the Raymond Estate. Okay. <laughs> but uh, that's our outdoor riding arena um, and where we spend a lot of time with the kids in the summertime, obviously. Um, do a lot of activities out there. We'll do obstacle courses or fun games where like, we'll do a red light, green light. or And, again, just getting kids comfortable with being in the saddle and what that looks like. And, uh, and kids are always online to start off with, meaning online. So they're on a halter and, mm-hmm. and they've got a sidewalker with them. Their mentor is walking right leading the horse okay so once they graduate from that point then um you know they're able to ride independently this is our garden oh i love that picture man we got some serious activity going on there. yeah and we're going to talk about the garden too an incredible garden by the way yep that's uh that's a greenhouse yeah nice uh, that's the meat and potatoes of the program right there. So what we do is when a child is uh, in the program, they come for 90-minute um, sessions once a week throughout the season. Now, this year is a little bit of a hybrid because of COVID and things going on. We've, we've kind of uh, changed our format a little bit. But this is a typical uh, picture of what it looks like. So the mentor and the child are together. They're doing some grooming. You know, getting that kid's hands on the horse so they feel comfortable, you know, being around the animal, what it means to control, what you do, what you don't do. Um, so, yeah, great, and we love seeing that. You know, and I'm probably jumping the gun here. I'm sure it's going to be one of your questions. But so, you know, like we had talked earlier, my daughter rode a horse for the first time ever, and she thought it was the greatest thing on earth. Yeah. Um, my, me and my wife, not so much, because we kind of startled them, and they started to buck on us a little bit but but, uh so if you know if i had wanted to get my daughter uh into this program you said it's 90 minutes a week Mm -hmm. is that all um so you just do that in one day then that's Um, that's once a week yep throughout this this year so typically we go from the second week of june through the middle of august just kind of hitting that that sweet spot in the summer schedule for kids and then most of our staff are volunteers uh from um you UND, UMC, you know, Mayville State and stuff, as well as, you know, other uh, adults from around the area. Um, and to be on staff, you got to be 18 years or older. But, uh, um, yeah, so that's that's really uh, this year because of, of COVID and the university shutting down and stuff like that, you know, our pool of volunteers has been greatly diminished. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Looks like a war horse from back in the 1880s there, <laughs> right. man. So this, this is a very popular activity for the kids where they'll, they'll do horse painting and they basically just, you know, take out some tempura paints and they'll mm-hmm. do their designs and stuff. We let the kids just kind of say, hey, this is what I want to do. And they always look different. Yeah, you know? and it no harm to the horses either. No, it's not like they're taking out a can of spray painting and graffitiing a horse. When they're done, it washes off and the horse is no worse off for wear. Yep. You just hit the two things that my daughter loves to do the most. You're on horses and paint. (laughs) Right, exactly. She'd be in heaven right there. And, and, you know, that's a sweet picture, too, because, you know, there you've got one of our mentors really just being able to connect with with the kiddo and, and talk about life what's going on, what things are affecting them, you know, where their heart is and, and challenges maybe, you know, mm-hmm. um, so, sure. and just being an encouragement to them. There's uh that is, uh, um, uh, is that Penelope? Nope. Nope. Well, actually, yeah, that is Penelope. There you can't the tell because the bat ears on the <laughs> other side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, um, that is, um, oh man, her Norma Jean. 
Norma Jean. Norma Jean, the mini Italian donkey. Those things are and, so cool. Yeah, mini <laughs> Italian donkey. <laughs> mini Italian, and she's getting big loving from one of the kiddos uh, that was visiting. <laughs> That's a cool picture. Just a shot, a kid watching activity in the uh, outdoor. There you go. Well, we all know yep. that scene's coming oh, yeah. before too long, right? Yeah, so. I'd rather not talk about that. But <laughs> Me too. We'll that. Keep, keep going, yeah. Mm-hmm. Grooming buckets, that's what we use. So again, you know, just kids kind of uh, getting introduced to the horse, um, you know, learning, you know, how to halter. That's that's one of the first things we do with the halter because, or with the kids because we want them to understand, you know, how do you approach a horse? How do you do this properly so that you're not going to spook the horse and so that, you know, they're ready for the, mm-hmm. next, the next I mean, activity. the halter now, doesn't that actually part of it go in the mouth? No, that, that would be a bridle. Or the bridle, okay. Yeah. The halter is what you walk them around with. Exactly. Okay, okay. <clears throat> the ones from the cover photos here sure and and then um now if it's say you've got a, a session scheduled with uh, one of these kids and it's raining you guys have got a fantastic riding arena now tell us a little bit about that well i mean I, it's it's hard to put words to that when we first um started stable days we realized very quickly that up in this region especially you know uh, outdoor activity is oftentimes dictated by weather and even in the middle of the summertime you know we get these thunderstorms coming through and stuff and you know we're not going to have the kids out in the pouring rain and stuff mm-hmm. so we found that it was really challenging to keep activities going forward so a few years ago we had some very uh, generous donors step up and provide funding that uh, allowed us to build that uh, that the arena the mm-hmm. riding arena and uh, an attached barn facility so that that was a real game changer so now when the weather's bad we can take take them inside and we've converted a couple other outbuildings to some projects, and we can talk about that as well. Yeah, and uh, speaking of talking about things, too, by the way, if you have any questions for Ben regarding Stable Days Youth Ranch, feel free to call us up at 701-213-0863 is our phone number. Um, now, I want to talk about uh, some of the things I saw on the website. Um, how, how do you sponsor a child? What does that mean? So sponsoring a child, you know, obviously running the program costs money, like, like mm-hmm. everything out there, right? Uh, we'd love it if it was completely free, but it's sure. not. So, um, you know, for example, it, it's a roughly $250 to $300 a month to, to take care of a horse. Yep, uh, to, okay. To feed them and, and vet uh, bills and stuff. Um, and that's when there's no problems. So um, that's one thing. And then we have all the operations and, and all the things that go into running uh, the facility. So sponsoring a child essentially helps to underwrite the cost of or a portion of the cost of that child being able to participate and um but uh i'm glad you asked the question though too rob because it's really important that the listeners understand it's a free program Mm -hmm. there's no strings attached we do not charge for this uh and we want people to sign up their kids or uh you know children grandchildren you know nieces nephews whoever um and you do that on our site at www.stabledays.org, and there's a spot there uh, with the application. Mm-hmm. Send those in, and uh, we'll get back to you and get hopefully get you into a time slot, but it is free. Yeah, and so you can support a, a child, you can support a horse. Correct, yeah. Uh, or if you just want to donate. That's correct. And uh, on our website, there is a spot, and, and the Facebook page as well, there are spots there to donate. Okay, now um, I want to get into that beautiful vegetable garden you guys have got going on there. I mean, that is something uh, that you only usually see in books or magazines because 
you could feed an army for a long time. And, and I know how much work goes into that garden because I drive by it every day. Um, but you guys have got a spectacular garden. What do you do with, with all of that produce? Um, well, last year, for example, I think we donated uh, close to 1,500 pounds of produce to local food banks. Wow. So nice. we've got a ton of, of great product, uh, great vegetables, fresh vegetables, fruit and stuff that come out of there. Um, we are part of a program called Farms, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's a state-run program where um, people that are interested in agriculture can come into an internship. It's a, it's a paid internship, and Stable Days has signed up for that. So this year we have two interns from the Farms program, and they do get paid they're out four days a week, and that their main focus is that garden. And they help us not only to, you know, to identify uh, opportunities to increase and improve the yield, mm-hmm. but just day-to-day management. Oh, and there's a lot of day-to-day management. Oh, if any yeah. of you people out there think you've got a big <laughs> vegetable garden and think it's a lot of work, you ought to come out and check out the one at Stable Days. Um, uh, by the way, we got a couple of berry bushes from you guys this year, too, that we planted. So now uh, one of our gardens is... By next year is going to be all berries, so uh, we're working on different ones there. See how that goes. Uh, another thing that uh, I see you've you've gotten out there now is um, bees. You got the beehives, and uh, so you're making some honey now. We are make well, they're making honey, or they're making the honey. <laughs> yeah, we just get a, we just get a harvest in. Yep, and you know it's uh, that was brought on uh, a few years ago. We were talking with some friends and we were talking about the concern of the decline in bee populations yes. around North America, really, due to a lot of things. And so we thought, well, you know, maybe we could do something with this. And so we, we had some interest in that, and we had some friends who had some experience in beekeeping, helped us get started. We bought some of the basic equipment, did some training, read books and stuff, and then we dived into it. Um, one of our friends, Christy, um, has uh, she's the bee girl. She sells her honey down at uh, um, uh, Grand Forks Town Square Farmer's Market on Saturdays, but she was really helpful in uh, getting us started, but also in supplying some of the different uh, needs that we had there. And then um, she helps us process as well. Mm-hmm. And if you've never tasted local honey versus oh, what you can buy out yeah. there. I was just about to comment on that. It's you know, like I, night and day. You know, I'm, I feel stupid right now saying this because I should have brought you guys uh, a jar of honey and I will provide Sorry, it. Sorry, we know where you live. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> But yeah, it's super good, super helpful, uh, and as we know, you know, honey has lots of great benefits. Oh, a lot of great benefits, yes. I don't think it really goes bad either. No, no. No, it doesn't. They found honey in like the pyramids or the tombs that are a thousand years old that is still edible. Yeah. I mean, you got to heat it up a little bit or whatever, but uh, because it's hard. But uh, here's one thing. Now, you mentioned uh, you hit uh, honeybees. they're hurting right now around the world, around the United States. Uh, bumblebees are now endangered. Um, but one thing I see all around our properties out there is we've got tons of honeybees and we've got tons of bumblebees. And another thing I noticed this year, the monarchs seem to be back. I, I mean, yes, it's I thought you were going to cool. say murder hornets. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, we don't um, want those. I actually took uh, some milkweed that I'd found and gotten last fall and uh, let it dry all, all winter long, and I planted it. I, you know, kind of drop the seeds all around my property, and I couldn't tell you what a milkweed looks like until it's full grown anyway. But I, I, I 
hope that maybe it had to do something with that. But have you noticed the monarchs and, and the bumblebees are they're in abundance this year? Absolutely, and that's a great sign. You know, nature tells us so much about what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. If 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 those types of of insects and whatnot are healthy and they're active and you know their populations are strong, that's a good sign. Yeah. And conversely, if not, then you know got to be aware of that. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm a hunter and outdoorsman. I don't mind killing my own meat, but when I'm out mowing, I will stop for a honeybee, I'll stop for a bumblebee, I'll stop for frogs and toads and monarchs. Mice, I'll chase. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you got to get rid of some of the critters. I'm with you there. Um, Do you have any big events coming up or anything? Um, You know, I know this has been a kind of a goofed up year for you guys, but uh, I know you have a couple of events throughout the summer. Uh, Anything worth talking about? Great question. We we typically like to do what we call our roundup, and that's usually in the August time frame. Uh, This year, we just have been very reluctant to try and plan anything because, you know... If we did plan something, would we would we be able to carry it off? Um, and we just don't have the answer to that. So at this point, we've just held off doing any scheduled big events mm-hmm. like that. And you know, there's supposed to be more news coming out today. Uh, Minnesota's talking about wearing a mask anywhere in public. Uh, they're talking about it in Grand Forks now too. Uh, I think some of these decisions are going to be made today. But um, you guys, uh, it's not all about the animals and the gardens and everything for your kids. Uh, you guys do some indoor stuff, some kind of workshop stuff too, don't you? Yeah, we do. Absolutely. In fact, you've noticed, I'm sure, that uh, we one of the barns that was uh, on the site uh, when we moved there was actually the old cart barn. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple of volunteers that have just thrown themselves at that to convert it over to a wood shop. So, okay. Um, the the barn is split into two, two halves or half and half half of it's going to be the wood shop and the other half is called what we call holden which is kind of an activity center okay so the kids can go in there and they can do painting they can we have uh we just acquired a bunch of pottery stuff so we've got oh. a, we've even got a kiln now so oh, wow cool. yeah so they can we're going to teach kids how to throw pottery and um so it's like a classroom environment yeah, for exactly. kids too but doesn't feel like a classroom. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, I still remember the day when you knocked on our door and uh, told us what you guys were, were envisioning. And, um, and going through watching the whole process with you guys, uh, I think your vision is, is, really, is really getting there, isn't it? We're working on it, Rob. Because <laughs> I mean, it's been a long haul too. It, it has. And, you know, it really, um, it really comes down to um, the community. You know, the, the support from the community, which has been outstanding, um, and our staff, you know, what, what Carol and I really have to look at every day and we kind of pinch ourselves is that these people come, they're not paid, mm-hmm. and yet they show up day in and day out, good weather, bad weather, everything in between, and it's because their hearts are in the right place. Yeah, and, and you know, I see these volunteers out there, and a lot of them, I should know by a first name basis because I could tell you what they drive. Yeah, right. I could tell you what what they like to wear and, and things like that because you get to see them every day. But you know, if you want, uh, here's a chance. If you want to give a shout out to any of these volunteers, um, any maybe corporate sponsors that help you guys out, by all means, here's your shot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the stories I love to tell is about um, Elizabeth. E- Elizabeth came to us. Actually, my wife and I met her at an event down in Des Moines. Um, I think it was like six years ago, five years ago or so, um, our church had a conference down there. And so we, we decided to kind of set up a, a booth 
recruiting people, volunteers, mm-hmm. potential volunteers to work at the ranch. Well, Elizabeth, we weren't set up for five minutes and she comes running up to our table and I literally ran up to our table and face just beaming with a huge smile. And she said, you guys have no idea. This is what I've wanted to do all my life. I love horses. I love kids. And this is my heart's passion. Where do I sign up? We're like, whoa, you know, pull pull back there a little bit here. (laughs) You realize how far East Grand Forks is from here? (laughs) That's right. Well, uh, long story short, Elizabeth uh, moved to Grand Forks uh, two years ago now, finished her degree at UND this last uh, spring, uh, and uh, now is a full-time volunteer oh, wow. at, at the ranch. And so she's the real deal. So she's, you know, um, set the bar pretty high. But, you know, Jonathan, uh, Sydney, uh, Lori, uh, of course, I mentioned Kayla, Eric, Harry. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Just lots of folks. Again, that college age is kind of our sweet spot for mm-hmm. for folks who have some time, you know, um, and they're kind of uh, some of them come because they say, look, I've got to uh, fulfill some requirements for college for, you know, um, community service. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, and, you know, donating time and that type type of thing. So but most of them are just coming because they love it. And, you know, the funny thing is, um, it's very common for for us to hear the story. I came here for one reason, but now I'm staying because I love it here. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, for, I mean, I I was trying to pull up some pictures, but if somebody, you know, the the size of this place and everything you've done is just it's just immaculate. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it's really cool. Well, it, if you guys know Steve Coleman, who's uh, from Acme Tool, mm-hmm. um, the Coleman family, uh, he actually just sent me some pictures. Uh, he he loves to fly, and uh, so he I saw him at. Uh, Darcy's Cafe the other day. Oh, sure. Yeah. And uh, he said, hey, I was over your place and I should take some pictures and send them to you. Well, I sure enough, he sent some pictures to me and it was great. But, you know, uh, part of the story going back to when we started. So we're thinking, man, if we could just find a place like five acres, a little hobby farm, we could have a little barn and stuff and some fenced in area. And we just weren't finding it. And so uh, one day Carol says, you know, we should call and find out more about the old river band. Yeah. I'm like, you know, being the pillar of faith that I am, I said, oh, no, that never happened. <laughs> you know, it's like, how could that ever happen? Well, Rob, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we, we got in touch with uh, who the gentleman who owned the property at the time and started a conversation with him. And I, I'll never forget, the first thing he said is, who are you and what do you want to do? So, you know, I went through the proper introductions and I said, you know, we our, our vision is to work with kids and horses to rescue and give hope to kids in this and teach them skills. And he said, I'm in. Yep. So, you know, six months later we inked the deal. So now we have not five acres, not 10 acres. We have 60 acres and uh, we love it. And, and, and I'm, it's funny when you say that because um, years before somebody had called with a vision and it was not anything like your vision. Uh, yeah, it was. It was put it this way. It was a vision. Uh, they actually called me. The Grand Forks Herald did and asked me my input on that. And I said, "Well, if this happens, there's going to be a hog farm right next to it because I was that bound and determined to make sure that didn't happen." And, and thank goodness we had the county commissioners uh, on our side at that time. That that they gave us a heads up on this, and this is going to happen. Uh, you guys are a completely different story. One of the things that you got to deal with there is, you know, the first few years you were there, pretty easy winters, 
But man, winters can be a bummer out there and spring especially. Yeah. Um, I know a, a few times in the history of Stable Days, it's been one step forward, two steps back. You get something built, it's all nice and beautiful, and then that Red Lake River and the Red River roars its ugly head, and it's... Uh, do you ever feel like you're just getting beat up? <laughs> I mean, because it's so much work. You, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, you know, I told... Uh, I was laughing with Carol about this this past weekend, in fact, that uh, you know we have complete 100% job stability forever. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there, there, there's no end to the work that we could do out there. So, um, yeah, we keep mending fences. And you know, Rob, I mean, to hear, what, two weeks ago now, you know, you wake up one morning at 6 in the morning to a phone call, <laughs> hey, your horses are out. Yeah, well, but there's actually the sheriff pounding on my door. <laughs> so, uh, fortunately, that that's very rare for us. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, on that issue specifically, last fall we received a grant from Burlington Northern Railroad um, and I don't mind saying it, it was a $10,000 grant to, mm-hmm. to um, do fencing yep. on the property. One of the fears that we've always had out there is what would happen, we'd never want to know what would happen if a horse got out and got onto Highway 2. Yeah, or the tracks. Or the tracks. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we work very, very hard. Every day our staff walks or, or we walk the fences to make sure everything's intact. Sometimes those creators, you know, like the day they got out a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, they actually busted through one of the gates. Yep. Very uncommon. Since then, we've made some security changes on that to make sure it doesn't happen again. But, yeah, there's, there's always stuff going on. The river uh, comes up every year. This year has been up many times. Yes, many times. <clears throat> And and I haven't been back way down in the peninsula area there for a while, but does that still come up quite high up in that area? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you look at a floodplain layout of our property, most of it is, you know, most of the 60 acres, you know, let's let's call it 40, 40 acres, is in active floodway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that leaves us 20 acres that is relatively protected. You know, the water can be a bad thing, but uh, it's turning out to be a good thing for you guys, too. Uh, I think you put a dock in now, and I see you've got kayaks, rope swing. There's basically a ton of things for kids and, and volunteers alike to do out there. Absolutely. So we uh, the kayaks, again, something that it just kind of evolved and so we offer river sports. So when a parent or caregiver gives us permission to take that child out on the water, you know, mm-hmm. we'll get them out on a kayak. We'll go fishing, throw a couple fishing poles in. I haven't been very successful there because I'm not uh, I'm not a great cat fisherman. I'm, I'm more of a trout guy myself, but uh, I need to pick up some of your secrets. But uh, yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, um, we actually had a, uh, a mission team from a church, <clears throat> pardon me, come out and uh, they they paid for and helped us install the dock out on the west side there and then we put up a rope swing and you probably heard us uh, yelling and screaming there yeah i was wondering what was going on over there it's like sounds like there's a party they can't be down in the potato garden having that much fun yeah um and and if actually if you go way down to the i wouldn't even know what probably the west end way down at the point down there i remember sitting down there one weekend a buddy of mine got hurt and and couldn't drive or go fishing or anything so i went and picked him up and that's when you could drive down there but we caught like eight different kinds of fish down there that one day wow. so uh it, it's a beautiful spot uh it's a beautiful facility and uh, again ben uh if you're if you're looking for um you know maybe to support a child or a horse or maybe want to enroll a child in this uh why don't you give us some some numbers and uh you know, websites and all that again. Absolutely. So um, our website again is www.stabledays.org. And then uh, the ranch number is 701-330-9952. Uh, my wife answers that 
phone, and I can tell you if uh, she's very, very active around the ranch. She's the executive director, so she's always got a lot of stuff that she's juggling. So if she doesn't pick up, please leave a message for her, and we will get back to you. Um, and then Facebook, you know, like us on Facebook, follow us. Um, you can download the application on the website. You can donate there um, and the Facebook page as well. We love to hear from folks and, um, and want to. Yeah, and I uh, want to give a shout-out to Andy. Hi, Andy. Uh, ben Lester, thanks for coming in today. Thanks, uh, guys. Great thing to do, and uh, I'll probably run into you later on today, I would imagine. Uh, man, you're a busy man. I'm amazed you even made it in here today, so thank you. And uh, that's Ben Lester from Stable Days Youth Ranch. Great organization. Uh, if you know where I live, well, you know where Stable Days Youth Ranch is. Uh, you know, we invite you to, to get a hold of them, uh, volunteer, help them, and uh, maybe if you have uh, somebody in that age group that uh, Ben's been talking about and you want them to do a little something different, uh, this is something you definitely want to check out. Again, there you go. Our show is basically a done deal for the day. Brought to you today by Babbling Instant Oil Change. You need an oil change fast. Well, that's where you go. They're at 3325 South 38th Street. You can call them up, 701-780-8462. Quick oil change. You can even have it done while you're sitting in the car. Maybe you want to go do a little shopping, all right? They're right by Best Buy and Target, and they do everything. Check all the fluids, cabin air filter, wiper blades, batteries, rotate your tires. You get it. Timely service that won't slow you down. Mention Grand Fork's best source. They'll give you $7 off that oil change, too, so uh, it's a win-win for everybody. Thanks to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Hey, if you want to become a Podbean Premium subscriber, it's only $5. It's a chance for you to win some great stuff, uh, all kinds of prizes and giveaways. Easy to do, too. You go to your Play Store, you download Podbean, search GFBS, hit follow, and buy premium, and you are all set. Dirty Thursday tomorrow. A couple of sprint car drivers, Wade Nygaard and Brandon Mullen, will be joining myself and the other boring boy, Chad Hoff. So make sure you like, share, and tag us. We're Grand Fork's best source, giving Grand Fork's an identity again. We're in